Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It's Friday, October 6th. It's five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the big news all week long was the outing of Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. Now, Steve Scalise, who is the House Majority Leader, the second highest ranking House Republican after Kevin McCarthy was, he now is running for Speaker, and uh, he's apparently he's going to have to battle against Jim Jordan. So does this split the House? Are people are going to go, I'm a Jim Jordan guy, I'm a Steve Scalise guy? My guess would be they'll read the tea leaves you know if it's like hey it's 50 50 then they probably both give it a shot if it's hey 75 percent or for jim jordan you're not gonna see based on the fact that you have buy-in from the matt gates group on jim jordan it appears you're not going to see i think the sort of back and forth that you had over mccarthy i think these two guys are going to work it out i don't think scalise is going to be the sort of guy who's gonna be like well i'm not gonna get it so i'm gonna hold it up so i I think it's starting to look more and more. You have Trump supporting Jordan. It's going to be Jim Jordan, which again, if indeed it is Jim Jordan, I think most conservative minded people would say he on paper. Now, again, you never know with these people until they get in there. Mm -hmm. And I have no optimism or hope for the Republican Party whatsoever, given their track record. But on paper, he is an upgrade from Kevin McCarthy. And so if indeed you got an upgrade from Kevin McCarthy, then Matt Gates will have been proven correct. Okay, so Steve Bannon, who's a former White House advisor, he's not on board with Jim Jordan. It doesn't matter. He doesn't get a vote, but he's out there publicly saying that uh, Jim Jordan, who was at one time a good champion, now is acting more like controlled opposition. Well, look, it, it, it comes down to this. It really is this simple. And if the goal is not to solve the nation's problems, which for most of the Republicans it is not, but for those who still express a desire to solve our nation's problem, you have one card in the deck that can win at all times. And that is the shut the government down card, or before that was the default on debt ceiling card. If you are not willing to play all the cards in your hand and you have, no pun intended, the Trump card, then you're never going to get this stuff under control. The only way to solve this will ultimately result in a government shutdown and then standing firm during the government shutdown, not after two weeks caving and going, oh my gosh, you guys are right, because then that's a that's that didn't accomplish anything and it's a disaster. So we'll see if they're not willing to, none of this matters if he's not willing to do that. None of this conversation even matters. So Trump said, actually, Trump was planning to go to D.C. He offered his help in the speakership on a temporary basis. He said, whether they need me 30, 60, 90 days, whatever it is, I'll offer my help. But Trump can't become Speaker of the House. Within their own Republican rules, if you've been indicted, you can't have that position. Right. So I think maybe they finally, because, you <laughs> Did know, he realize this, that? Well, this will be a newsflash for you, Casey. Republicans, people in Congress don't read anything. How about that? <laughs> and I would be willing to bet that many of them who were clamoring for Trump did not read their own rules. Mm -hmm. And then once the rules were presented to them, oh, we were just playing, man. Just kidding. We were just having a good time. So I want to, the just hatred by the the establishment Republican figures and people who prop up the establishment Republican figures is just amazing to me 
that they are more angry at people like Matt Gates and in this case Representative Tim Burchett over holding McCarthy to the rules that he agreed to than they are people like Biden, Schumer, etc. And look, Fox News is an arm of the Republican Party in many cases, but they're not an arm of conservatism. Certainly not anymore. There may have been a time where they were, but the Fox News is not conservative. They've gotten rid of O'Reilly. They've gotten rid of Tucker. Hannity is a joke. Uh, they're not an arm of conservatism. And Brian Kilmeade, who's I think he's the morning guy on mm-hmm. one of the morning guys yeah, on he's Fox on News. On Fox and Friends. He had Tim Burchett, who's a U.S. representative, one of the people who voted to get rid of McCarthy, on his show. And listen to what a complete jerk he is to Tim Burchett. Are you happy following Matt Gates? Is that your leader? I'm not following Matt Gates. I made my own decision. I didn't ask Matt. But if Matt Gates didn't approval, challenge, you wouldn't going to challenge. Do what? If Matt Gates I, didn't now, stand up, you were going to challenge. You know I that. Believe I, I believe I would have. Oh, come I on. I, and they're, and they're, oh, well, please, you, you know, were praying please, about please. it one minute. The next minute you're going to lead an insurgency. And, so you don't think that praying about it's important? Is that what you're saying? One, one minute that's, you know, you're that's praying you're about how you're going to vote with Matt Gates. And the next minute you're going to lead an insurgency? Listen, you got a predetermined answer to everything. I, I no, I have, an, I have an opinion about what's going on. Do you have and an opinion, t- too? And you talk over me every time I try to make All a right, point. Make your point. The point is, is that we're $33 trillion in debt. This speaker was woefully, woefully lacking in leadership skills. He always placed the blame somewhere else. America is going to be better off with new leadership. And right. that's the bottom line. And who line. is it? It possibly, possibly could be Steve Scalise. It could be Elise Stefanik. It could be Roger Williams out of Texas. It could be um, uh, Mark Green out of Tennessee. So they all, supported, is, is, they all supported Kevin McCarthy, including the most conservative guy I know, Jim Jordan. Why are you smarter than Jim Jordan and, and the 210-plus Republicans? Why are you smarter? I represent my district, brother. And why are you smarter than me? You're right. condemning me well, because I'm just I, saying, I stand up on my own, and that's, that's I'm not what condemning I you. I'm questioning you. You don't like being no, you're questioned? Not. You're, no, you're just – the line of questioning is very negative, and you know that, and I right. know that. You And, and when right. this is all over with, when this is all over with, and we have a new speaker and we're running smooth, let's have this conversation again. Wow. Now, now, he did not threaten to fight that guy on a street corner, so it is a little a mm-hmm. little bit above that. Mm-hmm. But this is just ridiculous, the way people are behaving over Americans and, by default, the people who represent these Americans who are saying, he made the deal. He did not agree to the deal. Mm-hmm. It's not anywhere in the deal that I'm required to have plan B lined up, ready to go. Plan A has failed. It's like I said, the New York Mets fired their their manager, Buck Showalter, the other day because they had the largest payroll in the history of baseball, and they stunk. That's how it works. Leadership, out. If you don't hold up your end of the bargain, you're out. Mm -hmm. The Mets didn't have a new manager ready to walk in. They just said this isn't working, and we're going to find a new manager. But for now, you're out, so we can begin the process of looking for a new manager. This behavior from Kilmeade and all of these establishment Republicans Mm -hmm. is just pathetic. Kilmeade sounded really nasty. And like he was just a little burnt out, maybe overworked, a little tired, doesn't like what he's doing. And he said at one point, I'm here to ask questions. And then he also said, I have an opinion. Yeah. Well, which is it? Are you trying to just ask questions and get to the truth? Or do you want to give everyone your opinion? I mean, I felt bad for Tim Burchett. He handled himself well. He stayed cool. He stayed calm. He was like, I'm trying to answer, but you won't let me. You keep talking over me. I just thought that was really unprofessional of Brian Kilmeade. Yeah, and again, who cares? They funded the government. Even if you're one of these people that says the government must be funded, they funded it for 45 days. 
Nothing's going to change based on this for the next 45 days. They'll have a new person in there. It's probably going to be Jim Jordan. And we'll see where it goes. I mean, these this this just, I mean, it just pathetic, erratic, incessant whining mm-hmm. from these establishment Republicans. And again, what do we say on this show all the time, Casey? And they keep proving us right. Establishment Republicans hate conservatives far more than they dislike Democrats. Mm-hmm. They would much rather work and be around and chum around and pal around with Democrats than they would you. And they're showing it. They're showing it right now about how angry they are at you if you're a person who says Kevin McCarthy should have had to go. So Trump has offered his, quote, complete and total endorsement for Jim Jordan. He called him a star who he's uh, respected by all. And uh, we'll see what happens next week. They're supposed to start this fun little game on Wednesday. All right. As you know, Casey, um, well, we, we live in Indiana, and that means that people put a letter next to their name, but it's completely meaningless because often they vote like Democrats. And, um, well, our entire congressional Republican delegation here, all seven Republicans, mm-hmm. vote, thought Kev was doing a great job. No, not not our Kevin. Not our but, producer, Kevin. Not, but Kevin McCarthy, mm-hmm. and voted to save Kevin McCarthy. One of those people was Jim Baird, who I have the great misfortune of him being my representative in the 4th Congressional District. And he has a very viable challenger coming up next year, Charles Bookwalter. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we're going to be with Charles is going to be with us. We're going to talk about why are all of these establishment stooges like Jim Baird so invested in people like Kevin McCarthy? Why did people like Jim Baird vote for the continuing resolution? Why are the Republicans continually invested in big government, big spending, and the big the big deficits that come with it? All right, Charles Bookwalter joins us next on ninety three WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. American brothers, cross the line, bring the old ways with Representatives are a mess here in the state of Indiana, and our next guest has a problem with that. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Well, as you know, Casey, all of our Republican U.S. reps, they supported Kevin McCarthy Mm -hmm. till the very, very bitter end. And uh, many, many of our U.S. reps on the Republican side also voted for that big, mean, nasty, continuing resolution. And, uh, well, one of those reps was Jim Baird. Yes. You know, I've said this many times. He represents the 4th Congressional District. Mm -hmm. He is, uh, I have the great misfortune, he is my rep. And I've long said I would vote for an aged potato skin over Jim Baird. Thankfully, (laughs) I don't have to do that this time because, well, he's got a challenger, and that is our next guest here on the WIBC Hotline. Charles Bookwalter is his name. All right, Charles, Jim Baird voted to save Kevin McCarthy. You surprised by that? Uh, I'm not surprised by that. Uh, It doesn't surprise me at all. It doesn't surprise me that uh, they vote for the continuing resolution either. Um, You know, because I don't think that uh, Republicans right now, uh, they're out of touch with uh, the people in their district, frankly. And I'm often asked, you know, and in fact, last night I was asked at a town hall meeting, what can you do, Charles? You're just one guy. And with the views you have, you're not going to get any good committee assignments, et cetera, et cetera. You know, but the fact is, Matt Gates 
is the most recent example that it only takes one man. Mm. It only takes one person that can stand up, that will remind people, remind Americans what our country once was and can be again. A limited constitutional republic. A, a, a republic that celebrates federalism, that celebrates localism over globalism, and has ability to rein in an out-of-control, profligate, and corrupt government before it's too late. You know, and the fact is, is that you know, Jim Baird said that, uh, and frankly, Jim Baird is, a, is a, a good man. I'm not saying anything about it other than the record. And yesterday he came out and did an interview and said that he's frustrated with what happens. He said, I think that we're sidelined well, and that they can't get any business done. Well, frankly, the people don't want any more business being done <laughs> that's going on there. And the reality is this is the greatest thing about this. What Matt Gates and the House Freedom Caucus have done has set a precedent, a precedent that if you don't work with the House Freedom Caucus mm-hmm. or if you don't uphold your side of the deal, then they will hold you accountable. Uh, but Char- Jim Baird's frustrated with that. Charles McWalter is our guest. He's running the 4th Congressional District against Jim Baird, who voted for uh, to save Kevin McCarthy, also voted for that big, nasty uh, continuing resolution. Casey. Okay, so Kevin McCarthy agreed to the one vote and you're out rule. Jim Jordan, who is is now saying, pick me as Speaker of the House. He has said he doesn't want to change the rules, and he would agree to keep it just one vote, you're out kind of thing. What do you think about that? Do you think it should just be one vote? At this point, yes. Yes, because what we have now is superior to what we had in January and before January. And if this is what it takes, then this is what it takes. I say this all the time when I'm out talking to people. We have to be prepared to make some sacrifices to correct the wrongs that are happening right now in D.C., like ripping off a Band-Aid. We have to be able to do that because at this point, it's no longer good enough to just be a Republican. We need fighters. We need reps that are there to not to just to do business as usual, um, you know, and, and let, you know, because it's so corrupt and we and we know that. And I'm not saying that Jim Baird is corrupt, but I do think that he is aware of the corruption, but he is still voting with the corruption. So, OK, let me so, let me ask that, Charles. Why is that? So we saw Jim Baird. We saw people like Aaron Houch and professional office hopper throw little temper tantrums on Twitter. Uh, Larry Bouchon did that. I mean, Aaron Houchin and Larry Bouchon, these people hate Matt Gates more than they do Biden or Schumer or Pelosi. Why are people like Jim Baird and Aaron Houchin and Larry Bouchon so invested in saving Kevin McCarthy? Because they're political entrepreneurs. That's why, Rob. They're not in it for the right reasons. They're not principled constitutionalists. You know, frankly, there is not another candidacy in Indiana like mine. As far as I know, Larry Bouchon is not being primaried. And Houchins, Pence, they're not being primaried. Our candidacy is the only real opportunity in Indiana to send a real liberty candidate, a true freedom fighter to D.C. to fight for us, we the people. And I'm just taking this as an opportunity to ask all Hoosiers from all over the state to support my campaign and invest in my candidacy because it's a major miss 
that there is not one Indiana Republican in the House Freedom Caucus. And I've made it very clear that upon arrival to Washington, D.C., I am joining the House Freedom Caucus. It's the only opportunity we have right now to correct these issues that you guys talk about every single day on the radio. And Americans throughout the 4th Congressional District in Indiana and the entire state of Indiana, we all know this. How come they don't know this? Hey, Charles Bookwalter is joining us today. Now, there were some rumblings after you announced uh, your campaign that Jim Baird might retire. He has since come out within the past week and saying, no, he's going to run again. Thoughts? Uh, This is what I always expected, frankly, Uh, Casey. I've always thought that this is going to be the case. You know, it's very difficult to wrestle control away from uh, politicians' hands. Um, And, you know, there's so much from day one. I've heard rumors of this and rumors of that and shenanigans that take place. And, you know, the other night uh, at the at the at night out with WIBC, you brought it up, Rob, uh, the, the situation with Tara Clark. I know these kinds of things happen, but I just have to take uh, Congressman Baird and his campaign at their word. And, and frankly, I think that he's running for reelection. Uh, and I, I take that to mean that he is prepared to fulfill another full term in the House and not pull any shenanigans that uh, pundits like to speculate on. And frankly, frankly, I think that any kind of scheme to deprive the voters of the 4th District, their choice for, for the rep, uh, will backfire, frankly. Our campaign is too strong, and that has the support of too many people for a party scheme that contrive to deny people of an option or running for a reelection and then resigning to get a caucus together. Because, Frankly, well, but, 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 think- but, but, and you're being very nice about this, Charles. I won't be nice about it. How about that? So the big rumor out there was <laughs> that he's going to run for reelection, Jim's going to run, and then his underachieving son, who is a, a, a state rep here in Indiana, Bo, if he quits in the middle of the term, that'll set up for Junior to have the spot. And let's face it, the Republicans don't get grace on this because we see it time and time again, whether it's Tara Klutz, whether it's Connie Lawson, we're now seeing it with guys like Chip Perfect in the in the state senate, Randy Fry in the state house. Over and over and over again, these guys quit in the middle of their term, and then the party insiders or the governor or whoever gets to pick the replacement, they take it away from the voters. So it's not some big conspiracy theory to say, "Hey, here's the track record of the Republicans." That, that's true, and, and I and I'm glad. I mean, it's, it, I think people need to be aware of that. But the fact is, is I'm not going to live my life. Uh, worrying about those kinds of things. I have to take, I want to think the best about people, frankly. And if it were me, and I were Bo Baird, I wouldn't want a seat in those conditions. I earn what I, you know, I kill what I, I eat what I kill. It's always been the, the case in me and my life and my, in my businesses. And and it's and I just got to take the Baird family for for what people say that uh, that that isn't going to take place. That's not constitutional. It is not principled. And again, I can only uh, say that I personally think that it would backfire. It would backfire, and they have to know it. Our campaign is too strong. And there's too many people that are upset at this point that if the Republican Party wanted to try some shenanigans like that, it will blow up in their face. Rob, I think you and you two would be talking about it. Oh, uh, they, they, but it doesn't matter. This is the point, though. Like, uh, we are telling, like, what they're doing with Tara Klutz. We told her about what they did with Connie Lawson. It's obvious with Chip Perfect and Randy Fry. They don't care. Like, they, they simply they simply don't care they don't they don't they don't fear the people they don't fear repercussion they don't fear any of it all right charles uh, people want to learn more about you and what you're doing out there in the fourth congressional district how can they do that 
they can go to bookwalterforcongress.com. That's my website. I'm on Twitter at TC Bookwalter, but I got to reinforce and I appreciate your time uh, that this is the only candidacy for federal office in Indiana that is speaking like this, that is speaking truth to power and being bold and clearly reflecting the sentiments of the people. And if you live outside my district, you too should be contacting my campaign and supporting our campaign and, and sending me to Washington, D.C. to join the House Freedom Caucus to have significant and fundamental change in our government immediately. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, all right. For Congress. Yeah, good job, Charles. Thanks, man. Like I said, I'd vote for Thank a nine-day-old banana peel over Jim Baird, so I hope you do well. <laughs> Casey. You know what, Rob? One thing that I wanted to note was that Charles Bookwalter came to a night with WIBC. And I thought, who, if you're yeah. a politician... Yeah. And you're in the area and you can get there. You should be there because that is a great insight yes. into what people are talking about and concerned about right now. Yeah, there's many politicians I would love to have had a conversation with at a night with WIBC. They were all in that back of that one guy's shirt. Yeah, I mean, what a great opportunity and good for Charles for taking advantage of it. It is Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. The phone number, 317-684-8444, if you'd like to contribute with voicemails. Now, we did play a lot of calls earlier uh, in regards to Momo the monkey. So if you miss those, just rewind the podcast and you can hear all the fun and frivolity there. It is 1033 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So a lot of talk about the Speaker of the House, House of uh, Representatives, and somebody called in with a suggestion of who they think people maybe should consider for the next Speaker of the House. Hey, good morning, Robin Casey and all those wonderful BIBC listeners out there in Radio Land. Just a sudden thought uh, with the House situation going on, they need a Speaker. Uh, has anybody considered Mike Pence's uh, hat being thrown in the ring on that? He was close presidency before, and maybe he need close presidency again. And we'll have, at least this time, we'll have a little more safe distance. So just a thought. And one other thing. As one who is grudgingly going to vote for Mr. Jefferson Shreve, because I can't see another four years of Hogshead, very honestly, uh, I admire his recent uh, campaign promise he made to help out uh, the animals out there on uh, Belmont Street out on the west side. Uh, I, I think it's a safe assumption that we can say that uh, Jefferson Shreve that cat's gone to the dogs. <laughs> okay, so first party talking about Mike Pence being Speaker of the House. Mike Pence and Karen, they're excited to be back in the great state of Iowa today. Oh. So clearly Mike Pence not giving up on his presidential run at this point. Well, look, if someone presents Mike Pence an opportunity to securely not have to work a real job for the foreseeable future, he will probably give it a lot of consideration because he's been at it now for 20 plus years 
years. And so, I mean, the thoughts of him having to actually earn an honest living probably scares the heck out of him. So maybe he would give it consideration. And if you really think about it, I mean, the Republican Party is the party of big government and big spending and big deficits and the military industrial complex and spending your money for other people's kids to fight. And die. I mean, my kids might actually just fit right in as Speaker of the that House. That might Casey. actually be a good fit for him, huh? Okay, so Mike Pence's former chief of staff, Mark Short, uh-huh. he was on with Jake Tapper on CNN yesterday, and he was ripping on Matt Gates and oh, saying sure. that the real reason that Matt Gates wanted to be in Congress was uh-huh. less about public public service oh. and more about the underage aides on Capitol Hill. Oh yeah, so there was an accusation made against Matt Gates that no criminal charges were brought. It was thoroughly investigated. It was found to be without merit. In fact, Matt Gates was so adamant about it, he went on Fox, I believe Fox News, if you recall, and said they're going to investigate me for this. This is completely false. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, said, bring it on. Yeah. And ultimately, he was found to have no criminal wrongdoing whatsoever. But that seems right in line for someone who worked for Pence to do something like that, because that's who Pence and the people around him are. So that, that seems about right. Speaking of Fox News, they just announced that Brett Baer is going to host a televised forum of three candidates for Speaker of the House. They're going to have Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise and also Kevin Hearn will be there and they're calling this a joint interview not a debate because of the public interest oh, in this jeez okay <laughs> sure right yeah uh-huh. okay we uh, got another phone call of course uh the biden administration announcing that they're going to continue to build the wall in texas and donald trump came out and said where's my apology somebody called on that well casey kill a great show today uh, you know Trump he was talking about uh, he, he'll be awaiting for Biden's apology well don't hold your breath Trumpy because you know that he ain't gonna do nothing he ain't gonna talk to you buddy no Trump so uh but maybe now that he's on a roll with uh, putting up the border, the wall on the border, how about opening up the pipeline up up north there? Well, let's see if he does that. Maybe it'll get so bad that he'll have to open up the pipeline and start pumping our own oil out, you know, and start refining and everything put people back to work in this country. I don't know if he was drinking a long, cold ice neck beer with Momo the monkey because Biden is never <laughs> going to do that. Yeah, the governor of New York has not come out and complained about the price of gas. So mm-hmm. uh, until that happens, it'll probably state the status quo so they're gonna finish this uh portion of the wall in texas so does that mean they're gonna push more migrants to new mexico and arizona (laughs) where those governors are on board well again keep in mind they do not actually not want the illegal immigrants to be here they are the day being the democrats are completely invested in illegal immigration because they believe it will create a generation of reliably Democrat voters dependent upon government service. They are now just between a rock and a hard place because the Republican governors of these border states cracked the code and figured out if we just send them to these liberal states, then the liberals will be forced to push back, which they are, and now thus you have parts of the wall once again being completed. Okay, another announcement from the Biden administration, and regardless of what the Supreme Court said, they're going to try to 
remove some student loan debt, transfer that. Yeah. And somebody called about that. Love the show, like always. Hey, I just wanted to comment on what you guys are talking about student loans today. And, uh, you know, I in a previous life, I used to be, uh, I guess you could call me a financial advisor, but it's a little bit different than that. But anyway, one of the things that I did was help people get out of debt and stuff like that. But I used to discuss to the young younger parents that were just starting out, had a newborn or whatever, to get their kids in a 529 or a Coverdale. Just something that they wouldn't have to, you know, once they got out of college, if they decided to go that route, to have to pay back all that money. And, you know, while they're trying to get a house where they'd have basically two mortgages. So I've always, I've always said that, you know, all along, you know, we need to, our, our government ran public schools need to teach people, need to teach our kids how money works instead of teaching kids how to swipe a credit card or write a check or whatever the case uh they never teach about getting how to get out of debt banks aren't going to teach that because that's how they make their money but anyway i just thought i'd share that with you guys you guys are doing a great job love you guys casey rob kevin take care god bless you guys bye okay so he mentioned the 529 and uh, I'm glad to know that that's that's what I did. Yeah. That's what we did for our daughter. So stamp of approval there. But he has a good point about fiscal responsibility and financial literacy in this country. Well, I've told the story multiple times about how at my other job, I have a lot of high school kids that, mm-hmm. that work there. And one of the fun things I've started to do with them, and they actually enjoy it now, is going over the back of their checks with mm-hmm. them. The place I work is still nice enough that they actually will print you out a stub with your check and the fact that you have very at least by grades you know which is what we judge people on and are how how did you do in school well i don't know what grade did you get they're you know in many cases straight a students who could not decipher a pay stub that is a total indictment of the public education system that's pathetic so you have a side side hustle <laughs> side hustle with a side hustle. All right, another phone call about the student loan forgiveness program, and they're saying this is Bush's fault. Hi, Robin Casey. This is Anna Joe in Texas again. I'm listening to you talk about student loan forgiveness. Uh, I absolutely side with Casey. My, my kids are a little bit older, and I'm a little bit older than both of you. But I remember when old man Bush, that uh, tax-and-spend Republican, which I can't say that too loudly here in Texas, uh, he decided that we were going to open up student loans and grants to everybody instead of basing it on financial need. And while everybody said, isn't this great? I can borrow money to go to college, even though I'm stupid and shouldn't be in college. But the problem is, as soon as he did that, the price of college started going up and 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 up. And I can speak to that because I have a son who graduated. I graduated from Purdue in 1985, and I know what it costs. I have a son that graduated in 1996, and I know what it costs. There wasn't that much of a change until Bush decided to print a whole bunch of money and give it to people who shouldn't be in college. They should be out digging ditches. Have a great day. Money has meaning. Well, or used to. Let me rephrase that. Money used to have meaning. And when you stop making money have meaning, and he's right, when you just hand money out to people, now whether you say, well, you got to pay it back, that doesn't mean anything to anybody. It's just like, look at when they did it during the housing crisis. 
what caused the whole housing collapse in 2008. They were giving money to people who had no business getting loans and had no intention or ability in many cases to pay it back. And money just stops having meaning. Money, money is supposed to be a representation of work. And when it stops being that, you start getting a collapse of whatever industry you've in, injected that unaccountable money into. Okay, uh, back to the Speaker of the House. We've got a phone call. Another out-of-towner. We had a lot of people calling from out-of-town today, and uh, somebody called in to give a comment about Victoria Sparts. Hi, Robin Casey. This is Indiana Joe in Texas. I'm an intermittent regular listener, and you're ripping and tearing on Victoria Spars this morning. I heard her little screed on Tony Cass the other day, and she sounded like a whiny little girl who da- whose daddy wouldn't buy her a pony, so she was going to hold her breath. Now, if you could close your eyes and imagine that was her in the Congress saying all the things Matt Gates said and actually living up to some of the things she professes to believe, she'd be a hero of the revolution instead of a whiny little girl trying to please her male masters in the Senate so they'll pat her on the head and promise her that pony. Uh, just another thing to add, don't feel too bad in Indiana. We have here in Texas, since everything's bigger in Texas, we have our own share of uh, worthless scumbag politicians. Uh, Google Ken Paxson. Uh, you all have a great day and keep up the good work. Bye. Okay, so she said that if they didn't have a debt commission and figure out where all the money was going, she was going to quit. Yeah, and we don't have a debt commission, and we're not going to figure out where the money's going. She is obnoxious, okay? And that interview, he's right. I, and we talked about this on air the other day. I listened to that interview she did with Tony. She was, like, unhinged. And this idea that if I don't get my way, I'm going to quit, that you're quitting on the people who elected you. And there's nothing worse than you can do unless you have some health reason than to quit in the middle of your term on people who you made a bargain with. Look, you're probably not going to get your way most of the time if you're a supposed conservative. But all she does is flap her gums, and then when she has an ability to do something about it, like get rid of Kevin McCarthy, what'd she do, Casey? Mm -hmm. She voted to keep Kevin McCarthy. Mm -hmm. Just like when she had an opportunity to stop Kevin McCarthy the first time, what'd she do? She vote present. Mm -hmm. I, I find her just... You remember in Dumb and Dumber where they're like, what's the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> that is Victoria Sparks every time she opens her mouth. She is the most annoying sound in the world. She never follows through on stuff. I find, I just, I loathe when I have to, when I'm subjected to her and anything that comes out of her mouth. Okay, now speaking of that interview with Tony Katz, uh, he said something on the air that got you upset um, and you retorted, we have two phone calls about this and I'd like to roll them quickly as back to back as we can. Yeah, because we got we got to get to Hammer. Yeah, we got to get to Hammer. Uh, first call, somebody's saying that they agree with you, Rob, that oh. you were right on this. Yes, a message for Rob Kendall. This is driver Tim again. Rob, you are you are right the what i had said about tony katz is right your view on ousting kevin mccarthy was absolutely right and i'm sick and tired of those weak need people that can't see it the way that you see it the way that it truly is and if tony katz can't see that then he needs to find another place to go because he he reports that he's a, a Republican, and I'm telling you, Matt or not Matt Gates, but uh, Kevin McCarthy is not a Republican. He was a closet Democrat, and if uh, Tony Katz can't see that, 
can't see that we needed him out because he lied to his own Republican Party, then he's lost, uh, Tony Katz has lost his vision. But Rob Kendall, you are absolutely right. Thank you. Okay, so a spat between you guys not agreeing, that's fine. You can have a different opinion. Somebody called and they said they don't like this one bit. They want all of their WIBC people to be friends. Hey, yes, I'm calling in regards to um, Rob's call out of Tony Katz um, yesterday on there. It just seems to me that if you're going to do something like that, just needs to be handled between you two, not on the air. <laughs> Just to be a little bit more professional, team member, those kind of things, and then come to the floor with what you guys came up with. Thanks. Bye bye. Well, I, look, I, Tony's fine. I saw him at a night with WIBC. I <laughs> went up to him and we had this. Casey was there. I had this conversation with him directly. He said, if you say someone is not conservative who voted for Kevin McCarthy, then you're not a serious person. I laid out that case about what conservatism means to me. The people who voted for Kevin McCarthy didn't represent any of that. I am totally entitled to say you're not a you're not a conservative. And I don't need to find anybody on a street corner. I don't need to get nose to nose with anyone. Uh, but that's what we do here. We talk about opinions and we have a different opinion on this. Yeah, well, it did not make her feel good. Just so you are uh, comforted to know that they, they got along. There were no uh, hands throw no fisticuffs still friends on and off the air it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you Fifty-two. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joining us in the studio from the number one rated Hammer and Nigel program. You know, at a night with WIBC the other night, I had a number of listeners come up to me and bless their heart. I think this was a compliment. You're not as fat as I thought. <laughs> Thank I'm getting you. skinnier by the day. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> So uh, Yeah, so it's time to find out how fat you actually are. So for somebody new to this program, your award-nominated program, yeah. uh, what are we doing here, Rob? Well, you uh, woke up one day and realized you were literally as big as a baby elephant. Yes. You had to make some <laughs> life changes, and you decided you were going to try to lose 50 pounds. I started this journey on August 11th yep. at 271 pounds. Yes. And each week I come in here and I step on the scale in front of you. And if I tie or lose weight, boom, survive in advance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I gain weight, even if it's my point one, mm-hmm. I have to put $5 into a virtual pot yep. that Rob Kendall will inevitably blow on betting on the Chicago Bears. Yeah, boy. F those guys. I think I can say that. Anyway. You bet on them and they lose. You bet against them and they win. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Greatest show on turf last night. Okay. So, let's find out. You're 246. Yes. yes. And so, uh, let's see. Let's do it. Let's do it. There he goes. Hammer uh, taking the headphones off. He's taking the hat off. No longer waddling. It's more of a shuffle now since he's lost the weight over to the scale. Uh, yeah. Your and, number. 
And you treated your body like an amusement park during night with WIBC, and you still got down. I don't think that means what you think it means, Rob. <laughs> I did not treat my body like an amusement park in front of the crowd. I did that at home. I drank a lot at a night with WIBC, but please understand the term you're trying to use, because there's a pretty big difference. Good I did, God. I did that at home. <laughs> so we have gone from 271 on August 11th to 245 nice. here on October so you lost 6th. lost a pound. Yes. Which, again, after playing Thunder Beers with Kev and you and Nige and You almost Ethan, killed Kevin. <laughs> and I ate late that night. You know, I came home, it was like 10, 10.30, and I've been trying to make sure that I don't eat after 8 o'clock. Yeah. But that night was like, man... Screw it. I need something to eat. and um, But it's been a fight, and we pulled it off. You're like one of those gremlins. You know, don't feed them after midnight, except you. It's don't feed them after 8. Right, right. If I have Taco Bell after 8 o'clock, then, man, you just cue up the Fat Albert music, because it's going to be a struggle. And, it, to your credit, you had a birthday, and you did not even have a birthday cake. You had some sort of weird grapes and carrots. Something. Yeah, because I hate you that much. Yeah, well, I know. I can't stand the thought of giving you some of my hard-earned money, because you don't deserve it, and <laughs> And that's what drove me through. Now, tonight's my free night. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I'm going to have some fun, and they'll be back on it again on Sunday. Well, and look, you know, when you see your 50th birthday, I will know it's your hatred of me that is the reason <laughs> you got there. So, I, you know, I feel pretty good about that. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, man, again, Night with WIBC was awesome. Thanks to everybody that came out. And uh, the shout at the end of the night was yeah. great. Thunder beers backstage. Next year, we need to live stream that, I think. Yeah, uh, here Real quick question. Have you ever heard of these Savannah Bananas? Yeah, I went to the game last year. They're coming back. I yeah. saw there was an announcement they're coming back next year to mm-hmm. the Indianapolis Indians. Wildly popular. Um, what is it? So it's like this baseball team that's, some would say it's like Globetrotters for yeah. baseball, yeah. but they play actual games. They play to win, but there's oh. crazy rules. Oh, okay. Like if you're a fan and you catch the ball, the batter's out. Like. <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, and sometimes they have, like, an outfielder on stilts or something, yeah. you know, so it's a real game, but crazy rules. And they sold 30,000 tickets to two games last year at Victory Field. I think they're coming back for three games right. next year. And apparently they were going for, like, $250 on StubHub. Mm-hmm. It's insane. They're incredibly popular. And last year when they came was when the power outage happened. Yeah. So I caught lightning in a bottle. I was able to go to a game where everything was fine, but there was rain one day. The power was out. It was a mess. It's coming up this afternoon. Beer Sample Friday. I'm going to see if I can gain that pound back that I lost. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.